What's up, podcast peeps? You're listening to the South Central Sports Podcast, the one and only 12th Region Sports Podcast, and the only podcast that highlights the student athlete. What's up, podcast peeps? You're listening to the South Central Sports Podcast. This is Cool Kenny G along with Vitamin C, Jimmy Clarkston, and the legend Lee of White Raven Media. What about that intro, boys? I almost yeah. wanted to call. Nice. I, was, I almost went, Ca-ca! but no, nah, I was like, we're going to scratch. <laughs> what, is, what does that even mean, anyway? I don't know. What the, what the heck does a raven even sound like? I mean, the, it sounds like death in Edgar Allan Poe, but like I don't know so, what it... Vitamin C sounds better. We've been, <laughs> hey, listen, we've been group texting. We've been group texting all morning, and uh, I'm in the process of getting shirts made. And uh, I just got us three shirts made temporarily, and I put all of our stuff on it, and I left White Raven Media off of it. So I wow. feel really, yeah, wow, uh, love. But it was only three shirts. It was only three. So. You wait. You know, wait. See, here's the thing. Wait till we like start filming some of these athletes and getting some of these specials out, and then I'm gonna like somehow magically Photoshop a basketball over your face the entire time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't matter. They'll know my voice, man. They know yeah, my voice. True. That's all they need. <laughs> oh no. Go ahead. Uh, your TikTok later. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been doing TikToks here lately. A lot of them. I'm trying to. The guys I work with. But anyway. So, guys, some news. This 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 is episode eight, I think it is that we're yes. doing, and it was it was crisp too. It, it was. was so crisp. Yeah, it was crisp. My electricity it, just went out, dude. <laughs> my brother's is out. It just shot out in Lexington. What is going on with the electric company? It, it just shut out and come right back on. <laughs> you got inner county. Yeah, Man. Jimmy's had to take this episode and run with it. Um, and I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. That uh, I recently found out that I have a blood clot in my leg. Um, 38-year-old kind of weird type thing. I, I think I'm going to be okay, but it is a little scary. So I've been kind of down and out. And Jimmy has done the interviews with uh, Coach Stonebreaker. And is it uh, Justin Heisel? Is that how you yep. pronounce it? Lee was on there with it on that episode. On Lee, that so episode. Yep. Lee was on there as well. So I've tuck it and run with it. And... Uh, so if you don't like listening to me, this is your show. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you this though. Whenever you get that, whenever you get that notification about a challenge ahead of, ahead of you, you know, Mr. Heisel is going to be right top gun. Yeah, Justin. We call, we made sure Justin called you out on a challenge. Yep. So be refreshing that TikTok. Anyway, hey, so yeah, all right, so we're doing the random topics of, uh, this is our segment, um, Jimmy, who sponsors this uh, random segment? Do we know, or is that a campaign? I don't think we have a sponsor for a random segment, but we're looking for one, so. Okay, so that's your opportunity, guys. Shout out to anybody who wants to help sponsor um, South Central Sports Podcast, anybody out there who would like to be a sponsor, please reach out to us, let us know. We have, are you there, Jimmy? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, we're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my God. So anybody who would like to reach out and sponsor the random topic segment, please let us know. Um, let us know the uh, the availability that you want. I mean, we've got different like levels to our sponsorship um, and, and all of that. So if you are looking to be a sponsor for the random segment, um, just reach out to us. Let us know. Let us know, and we'll get your name out there just like we love to do. With the highlights, we, we like to uh, highlight the athletes of the 12th region. So, Kenny, it looks like you are back. Are you good to go now, man? I have no idea, brother. I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> this, well, is getting, <laughs> this is getting very frustrating, though. But hey, well, look, it's, it's easy, one of the though. one of the funnest things about uh, doing um, sports media and sports video is that like you literally have to be watching for anything to happen <laughs> at all times. So like if Kenny, you drop out, man, I've, I'm used to being able to jump on it. As you can see from me getting thrown out of a DCA <laughs> basketball game last year, I am going to be at the ready um, when it when it comes time. <laughs> yeah. You're you're well known for that, buddy. Yeah, I was, I was there. I was there. Yeah. Well, there's some things that you know you just get you just get labeled as, and that's one that maybe I can try to live down. But we'll see. All right, we'll try to keep this going. Uh, yeah. But apparently, my crap ain't going to work right as usual. So uh, I apologize. One of these days, we'll get this fixed. If you guys give us more money, I can fix it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Speaking of sponsorships, we just talked about. Yeah, I just highlighted the sponsorship. So, like I said, if y'all want to, if y'all want to help us fix Kenny's internet, reach out to us at South Central Sports Podcast and let us know how you can sponsor the show. Hey, hey, this is this is the first time I've tried to do this using my uh, my Wi-Fi. I always just sit in my Explorer, gotcha. but today I'm sitting in my living room, and I'm probably going to flip my lid. Before it's over with. <laughs> hey, but though, shout out to Seaboat Heating and Air, though. Like, he got us hooked up with some headsets, though. That actually is helping yeah. pretty well with the voicing, mm-hmm. so. That is right. Hey, uh, so, we're going to try this again. I've done, I don't know if it makes the show, but I was trying to talk about blood clot. I don't care. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Prayers up for uh, Kenny right now, but, man, that's a heavy topic to try to let yeah. fly. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done with it. You know, every t- every time I get cut out, y'all wonder if I've accidentally, I mean, I've died or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, don't say that. no one going there, but all right, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, do you all know that ESPN Ocho is a real thing now? Dude, were you watching it yesterday like I was? No, I saw highlights this morning, and it's like they had like people jumping on pogo sticks and corgi races. Come on! Oh like, my gosh, I was learning about sports. I had no idea. Um, what I in the thought world I was are you guys wa- talking about. I have no idea what this is. So, like Kenny, you can uh, highlight it from what you know about ESPN Ocho. Um, do you remember this movie, the a do- dodgeball, a true yeah. underdog story? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah. yeah. They made fun of it, like ESPN Ocho, because they've got so many ESPN channels. They have one now. It's mm-hmm. real. And they had dodgeball on there yesterday. And Oh, wow. Okay, that's, that's the retweet from 12th Region account. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, so ESPN Ocho is essentially like this, this platform that they're trying to show all of these random sports that aren't like mainstream sports. So, like, there was like four-ring ball yesterday and dodgeball. And, like, it's wow. like I li- I, I'm not even joking, you guys. I was watching breakdancing battles on there yesterday. Oh, wow. They had an air guitar contest. <laughs> I mean, they're out here. Yeah, That's that kind of. It is now. N- no, if you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't know that air guitar is going a little too far. I really believe that. 
I mean, there's some good cardio in that, I guess. I mean, depending on how you move and how much you're moving. You know, but then they had the corgi races. They like, you know what a corgi is, right? The dog. It's like a, it's like a souped up wiener dog with uh, a souped. It's up like a yeah. It's like a rich person's wiener dog. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> like, when you say souped up, like, does it have spinning rims and like, does it have like uh, like what? lights under the belly? Well, the presentations. It, when you look at the dog, you're like, something ain't right because he's got like a Dover, <laughs> like a German Shepherd body. <laughs> Oh wow! With like little bitty legs. So this is one of those like crossbred wow. just beasts of an animal. This is where the chupacabra comes from. Is from yeah. these. From well, these but they're, they're but they they're they're like four inches off the ground, man. Like it's weird. But anyway, I'm just gonna, I'll have to look it up. You have to look it up. And uh, it was like the greatest race in ever history. <laughs> Who won? Who won? Okay, so check this out. The the dog that won. He would have been back-to-back, but last year he got to the finish line and was like, screw it, I'm going the other way, and let somebody else win. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah. So he, like, in wrestling, it's something called long-term storytelling. Yeah. This dude is so cocky and arrogant that last year he just stopped at the finish line and let people pass him, and he's like, wait till next year. Man, that dog needs wow. some humility lesson. <laughs> And he, he, but he, he won by a nose, for real. Wow. Like a legitimate nose? Or yes. Like, yeah. No, oh, okay. no, no, I don't do those corny jokes, you know. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. No, so, yeah. so ESPN Ocho is a real thing. Uh, I just don't that. know. I learned something new today. Yeah, it's crazy. But also, if you were paying attention to our Twitters, and of course we got high school football coming up. Uh, one of the things that I shared was uh, the inter- interesting stat about Coach Stonebreaker. Did you guys see that? Because Coach Stonebreaker yes. is on this episode. Yes. Uh, J- Jimmy, do you remember what that stat was, or do you remember kind of sort of what it was? It was it was a version of that he was the I think he's the only coach in the state of Kentucky like active who is who is leading a program with um, a certain record. Um, okay, he's I can't think of it now. Did one of us cut out? No, we're good. All right, then. So, he is the 18th winningest active coach, active coach, that has, but he's the only coach that has coached predominantly losing teams. At losing teams, schools. At That's losing was, schools. Yeah. yeah. So, that says a whole lot about what type of coach he is. You know, because in Little League, we've all, I know how all this stuff works. They have all these people and these, these people coach these teams, but they never coach unless they got the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. the dads or the coaches, they won't just coach any team. They got to have the team. or And then they're like, well, look how many games I won because, well, you always got the best players, man. No wonder you win. Yeah. Coach Stonebreaker is one of the winningest coaches in the state of Kentucky, and he's coached at places like Casey, yep. Garrett. And, and that's no knock to those programs, but traditionally – they have not had great success. So what does that say about Coach Stonebreaker? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing, though. Doing, doing his interview, he was, he was really, like, you could tell he knows football. He knows the game of football really well. And he's very, like, energetic, and he's, he, he loves being around the kids. So, yeah. Yes. The, uh, and, you know, Coach Stonebreaker has had his opportunities to leave Casey County. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. I'm not going to mention no names or no local schools, but – I know there have been has been interest, and he's stuck with um, Casey County, and he's had some special teams down there a few years ago. And that community, when 
well, that community got way behind that football team a few years ago. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were special and and uh, had a lot of special players and coaches had a lot of success in Casey County. You know, I, have, I know we did, I know we did part of this episode and and the preseason rankings have came out and I think Casey County was number fourteen. They do return, you know, their quarterback and Coach Stonebreaker was really. Really energetic about having kids that are stepping up, taking replace of their Elijah Pittman. So, um, you know, for they got really good support in that area, and they looking to have a breakout year. Awesome. I I just got a uh, Snapchat from someone talking about underclassmen that will make an impact in the twelfth region this year. In what? Let's see here. I he I I wasn't for sure. In football, in football, who are some? Underclassmen that might have an impact in football this year, Jimmy, you're off the top of your head. You know, I tell you what, we narrow might, it down. Narrow it down to what school? Uh, I can't say that just yet. I will tell you what, we will have that. We'll 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 talk about that on our next show, episode nine. Mm-hmm. One of our one of our segments will be underclassmen that will make an impact in the twelfth region area. Uh, Works for me. We got a lot of. I mean, seniors that will. Yeah. I tell you, I tell you, a team I've been hearing a little bit about coming out of some scrimmages is Danville. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm he- I'm hearing some noise around Danville. Uh, I think Garrett County won pretty big, but you can't. Scrimmages are like seven on sevens. You don't really yeah. take a whole lot yeah. from it, you know. So, um, we well, one, will... thing, one thing I will tell you about Danville is 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 everybody's going to be really really impressed with what their ranking is going to be coming preseason whenever it's released. So, And I tell you what, before this show drops, Jimmy, we might just come back and do some research, and we might have an underclassman yeah. uh, list of kids, that potential athletes that might make some noise because you're talking about a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. a, a, whole, a whole lot of uh, people that we can go through. But anyway, so, I mean, moving forward, we're going to talk a lot about football. And, Jimmy, like you said, you're dropping the uh, – the rankings each week, and I love looking at them and, and reading them and uh, seeing what's going on there, and and uh, we're going to continue to do so. We dropped 11 today, right? The 11th. Yes. All right, so we every day we're dropping them and got the players well, to watch. When this podcast episode drops, we'll probably be dropping number six probably. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you remember we, we, we record these things a little early, so and I forget about that. It's all good. Uh, so, but anyway. Moving on, guys, and, and let's talk a little Kentucky football as much as it absolutely kills me. Um, Are you talking like talk... about UK football, bro? No, I don't like talking about UK, period. Right. <laughs> you got a lot of 12 region athletes at UK, bro. But the majority, the majority of our wow. listeners are UK fans. It, is there anybody out there that is like me that likes Louisville or – just somebody other than UK. Let me know. I mean, hey, I, roll I say, no, hey, Todd, baby. Hey, roll hey, Todd. Hey, Lee, nobody cares about Alabama. Lee, I, I would tell you this, Kenny. Todd. Kenny, I would tell you this. Louisville's jerseys are like fire, bro. Like, I haven't looked at them. They, they're, yeah, they're legit. All right. Let's talk about Kentucky. I put out some polls here recently on either uh, one of our Twitter accounts, which is, uh, Jimmy, what's our Twitter account? South Central at, Sports. At 12th Region Sports and at SC Podcast 12th. All right, then. You guys check them out. You can also follow us on Snapchat. Uh, don't ask me. I think it's 12th Region, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so I shared I shared a little picture thing on Twitter, so you can find it there. But 
I put out a poll, and it's still actively going as we speak. Kentucky's most hated rivals across the board. Now, I'm not talking about just basketball or football mm-hmm. or baseball. Across the board. And I put four choices. Louisville, Tennessee, Florida, and Duke. Mm-hmm. Now, Duke is is only a basketball thing, yeah. but yeah. I wondered if the hate was so bad that it would win. And currently, Louisville is dominating that poll. So, in your all's opinion, who is Kentucky's most hated rivals? Uh, for me, I would I I would probably have said Louisville a couple of years ago, but I think right now, if you look at it, like I think Tennessee is becoming the most rival because if you look in baseball, it's become over the past three or four years, baseball has been legit and they've been like heated back and forth. Soccer, men and women's soccer, they've over the past couple of of years they've been heated, and then of course football. So. You know, yeah. I think domination, those, especially with the Grant Williams year in, in basketball. And so it's – I think well, Tennessee is probably number one leading for Didn't me. Tennessee beat Kentucky last year in basketball? Yeah, yeah. In the SEC tournament? Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, when you're I, – I, I totally agree with what Jimmy's saying. Um, when you look at across the board – and actually, I voted wrong because I read it wrong until I'm hearing you, like, say it like that. Uh, I, I initially put Duke. Um, but the biggest thing about Duke is if you're just focusing on basketball, then yeah, you're going to want to lean towards Duke. Yeah. But across the board, Jimmy, you brought up some really good points, man. They're, the the uh, baseball rivalry last year was huge yeah. in Tennessee. I mean, that was like making news. And um, because I think they were both like really, I mean, they were both yeah. top ranked, ranked weren't they? Yeah. Well, so. Tennessee was ranked number one, and then Kentucky baseball. Kentucky baseball like had no chance of making the the NCAA tournament, and then they beat Tennessee in the SEC in the SEC tournament, and that's oh, okay. what blew it up. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so, um, I you know I would have to totally agree like across the board when it comes to the multi sports, um, that you know the rivalries. Well, now, go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. No, you're good, dude. And, and I was just wrapping it up by saying that like I I think you got to go Tennessee if you're looking at multiple sports. So when I put this poll out, my first initial thought was Tennessee because of basketball and football. Here, and especially all the different trash talking that's going on within mm-hmm. that those two sports oh, right now. Lot, yeah. Louisville itself hasn't competed the, the way it's needed to in basketball or football uh, recently. I have a feeling that's getting ready to turn a little bit, that that rivalry is going to elevate soon uh, to where it should be. But now when it comes to baseball and soccer, I, I don't think there's a – like Louisville is he, like head and shoulders above the other two programs. Yeah. It, it, uh, Louisville baseball has been a top ten team top in the team country. Every year. You know, yeah, you know. And, and Louisville's soccer program is phenomenal as well. And I may be totally off on that. But my first thought was Tennessee uh, as we speak right now. But Tennessee, you know, five years ago – it wouldn't have been, you know, Tennessee's just yeah. kind of, uh, and I'm interesting to, interested to see the Tennessee, uh, Kentucky football game this year. I think that's going to be uh, a crazy thing, especially with all the trash talk that I've been seeing on Twitter, uh, <laughs> you know, so. Kentucky fans uh, have the biggest trash talk. Oh yeah. They, they talk trash about everything. And then, <laughs> uh, when they lose, it's always somebody <laughs> else's fault. The refs, the refs fault, the refs fault. UK fans are the worst. <laughs> hey, but, hey, Alabama is, fans are worse. We are. We are. Hey, but at least we can back it up with some It's rings. Nick Saban's fault, right? It's Nick Saban's fault. Y'all getting cars and stuff down there, you know? Hey. NIL deals. 
Y'all got NIL deals before NIL hey, deals. Was what about, Cal- how do you think Calipari's getting his people, huh? How do you? Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Shoot. Let's be real. Hey, so what about the whole Nick Saban and the uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher thing a few uh, about a month or two ago about them going at it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the insight on that, Lee, Mr. Alabama? There's no insight, man. You just got two great coaches that are just that know secrets about each other, and one of them's like, "Do you want me to tell?" And the other one's like, "No, don't tell." And it's like, "Okay, then shut your mouth." And so that's basically all it was. Well, it's so weird to find out though that actually there's a footage of one of the assistants from Texas A&M said, "Look," said. This is where you're going. It shows a clip of them at the where the where the recruits are there, and he said, "Look, this is where you're playing for the people that's paying." And the t- but now technically it's not wrong no more, right? I know technically it's not no, but but well, anyway, go I mean, ahead. The, the NIL can be turned to good. I mean, what did UK just now do with their? I mean, they, I saw NIL written all over it, and I don't know why. But UK just did like a call in for flood relief, right? Like, isn't the NIL deals like? Don't they have well, some good that can come with it? What they did was is they uh, used their image and likeness on a T-shirt, and then all the fun, all the profits went to the funding mm-hmm. relief. So wow. part of the part of the NIL is image and likeness. So like video games and like the University of Kentucky can no longer use Oscar. Uh, what's mm-hmm. his Sheway? Sheway. Uh, they can no longer use his image and likeness to make money off him. Because yeah. in years past, look how much money UK has made off Anthony Davis and John oh, Wall yeah. Yeah. and oh, all yeah. these guys. And those guys never saw – well, they saw plenty of the money. Don't don't worry about that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, just like Louisville saw strippers, it's it's part of it. So <laughs> Whatever you got to do to get them oh, in the door. Oh, yeah. Montrez anyway, Harrell, baby. Montrez Harrell. It wasn't him. He didn't do it. But uh, So, you, Lee, you did bring up Calipari. <laughs> Let me. And this is not on my list of topics. If he doesn't win a championship or go to the Final Four in the next three years, is he done? It it depends on, in my opinion, uh, uh, it depends on what UK fans want to care about. He has mm. not been. He's not been shy about admitting he does not care about rings. He cares about putting players in the NBA. That's his goal. That's his focus. Even when they interview him, check out his background. It's a bunch of his players' NBA jerseys. It's not like a championship goal aspirating thing. He cares about putting players in the NBA, which, uh, and that's just, I mean, he's been open about it. Like, you can find interviews of him saying that. And so if if UK fans want championships, then they then they are going to start getting disgruntled, and I don't think this next year will be his last year. I think he's got a few more strikes. Now, don't get me wrong; last year was a bad look for him because I mean to come up that short with that team um, was a disgrace, and I think a lot of he got a lot of heat for it. But um, you know, at at the end of the day, it, he's got maybe a few more of those of those big losses to get before people are really going to start saying, "There's the door." Well, to go along with what Lee was saying, like, okay, so for UK fans, this is this is how it works out. So if you notice the first 10 years of Calipari's uh, tenure, he was getting, or at least in the running for the top 10 recruits in the country every year. Whether you got them or whether you didn't, most of the time he got them. 
Hey, so shout out the to last... that quote. Shout out to that quote he just did. Did you see that yeah. quote he said? If I want him, I'm gonna get him. <laughs> well, I talk well, to that coach. I, I will say this. I will say that over the last six years, though, he hasn't, and that's the thing about it is mm. is whenever the first ten years, year, you know, first ten, first his first ten year, he was getting the recruits. He was competing for Final Fours, and I think for UK fans, you know, they're okay. Well, you know what? We're getting in the top recruits. We're we're, we're competing to the Final Fours, you know, almost every year. Okay. We're good. But now the past four to five years, that's not been the case. You, he's not had a top five recruit in in four or five years. I well, think the, that Zion recruit that Duke got really, like, pissed him off. And I think really, that exposed a lot of it, right? Because, I mean, he was mad that Duke got him. Hey, yeah, I've, got a, I've got a crazy take on it, but I'll let you all finish. And when you're done, yeah, I'll tell you my take. I don't mean to keep interrupting you, Jimmy. <laughs> no, you're, no you're good. I was uh, like, But anyways, like, it's – it's a four or five year span that a lot of UK fans are really upset about because you're not competing for a national championship. You're not getting the top five, 10 recruits in the country. So you're in the middle and you don't know where it's at. And so like, there's not enough energy coming from, but I think after last season or even probably before last season, Calipari had that edge to him again. So like he got rid of some, you know, some coaches that, well, I didn't say get rid, but up improving some coaches that actually who helped to get to that point where they are like coach Antigua, um, and, you know, Chin Coleman, adding those two top recruiters, you know, again, puts you back on the market. And so now you're getting top five, top ten recruits, like as we did. You just stole one from Tennessee and Justin Edwards, who is going to be an elite player off the top of the bat. He's going to be probably the best player on that class if you don't get DJ Wagner. So now you're competing for, you know, the top recruit class in the country. Now you got a chance to compete for a national championship. So I think now that Kentucky fans are starting to get that edge back to where we're like, okay, now we're we're back to where we're supposed to be at. Kentucky just loves getting top recruits, don't they? I mean, that's just the thing. Before Calipari got here, we was hardly getting any top recruits. But now it's just like it's kind of like a little, okay. like a little bit of a push. So here's my take on this, and and I'm gonna Bring catch back to I'm gonna catch so much hate for this, or he'll get in trouble again. When in the last five or six years, what's the what's been the most Biggest story in college basketball probably for the last, um, you know, seven, eight years. In all of college basketball? In all of college basketball. The biggest story is the NIL, isn't it? Well, no. I'm NCAA uh, penalties and people breaking rules and stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, so, yeah. So you think you went to Kentucky, was kicking everybody's tail with recruiting and all that. Nobody was in, getting in trouble. Money mm-hmm. was just free-flowing wherever it wanted to. Then all of a sudden, Arizona, Kansas, Louisville, the uh, the whole Adidas thing. North North Carolina with their academic. North, so all of a sudden, the NCAA is starting to pay attention. And then mm-hmm. maybe, just maybe, people start to pull back a little bit and say, hey, uh, we better watch ourselves because it ain't like every school I've ever left, I've left in trouble. So then what's changed between now and then this year? What's changed between then and now? Yes, to this year. Well, I'm thinking. See, it's, now, it's the, one word, one one thing. Nil. Yeah, yeah. So money is available again. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is a money maker. It's a business. It's a powerhouse. These kids well, are going to Kentucky because they're yeah. automatic millionaires. The yeah. same reason why people are going to Alabama in football. Exactly. That's and, the difference. And and I mean, we're talking about. Total, you know, 
while the national conversation, as you know, as we talk about this, and as the national conversation of uh, Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya starting an NBA team of their own in Las Vegas, you know, it's 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 that idea of like the NCAA has been on the hot seat for a long time. They've been, and it's because they're they know that they're making money off the backs of the the sweat, the blood, sweat, and tears of all these players, and the players have not been able to do anything about it. Even in the football, the football has put the NCAA on their, and you know, on their butt, and it's because that it's people are calling them out and saying, "Look, what you're doing is essentially wrong." And it's made the NCAA not just take notice, but to own up to what they're doing. And it's going across the board. And so it's like, no, if you want us to come in and sacrifice our bodies for the profit of you, for the millions and billions of these viewerships that you all are Mm -hmm. getting from the Kentucky games and the Alabama football games, if you want us to come in, you're going to have to let us, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have to change it. And that's what brought in this NIL. But now the issue is, is what they're going to have to address is as teams are swapping from Big Ten and SEC and going all over the place of saying, I'm going to jump to the SEC and I'm going to go to the Big Ten and and try to find a way to get more media coverage and all those things so their players can get more camera time so then essentially the players get more profit, is what are you going to do to respond to that? And how how are these um, smaller schools going to be able to compete with that? And it's going to be like in the conversation with Stonebreaker. Can you bring a culture to a not-so-known school and elevate the player to a point where the, where it's not just about bringing dollars in for the players, it's about bringing talent in for the schools. Yeah. And for the record, I am a Louisville fan, so uh, I'm a – I would have I'm, never known. I'm, I'm going yeah, to throw Kentucky – I'm going to throw Kentucky under the bus every time I can. But my, my school's the one that always gets in trouble, so I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, does your bus have a stripper pole in it? Because, I mean, we got <laughs> – you know what? That's uh, that's unacceptable. We're moving on. That's I'm acceptable sorry. in my book. <laughs> All right. So, I, was, I was blinded by the rings. <laughs> All right. Our last uh, our last subject or our last topic in this segment, and I put this out on Twitter too. Was this was a, a little bit ago? What is Kentucky's football? What is Kentucky's football win loss total here? How many games will Kentucky football win this season? I have the. Uh, uh, I actually put it on. Uh, and I think it was ten or more, nine, eight, or less than eight. And I, I'm thinking nine was the over was the winner. But I've got their schedule in front of me, guys. What do you think Kentucky football does this year? Do they win ten or more, or nine or less? So and I'm I, looking. Go ahead, Ken. I can go over them if you want me to, one by one, and we can see where we go, or or I'll let you all just talk. Oh man, we're gonna. Is they play Louisville last? Is yeah, they, I'm seeing November 26th. They moved that game to the last of the year. Wow. All right. So, um, man, you got Florida off the bat, like number two. So, uh, it would be very interesting to see them be above 500 um, by their fifth game. I I think honestly, I'm looking at a let's see, man, I barely above 500 season. Jimmy, what, what are your thoughts as I try to collect? <laughs> I guess I try to count these games. Okay, so I'm looking I'm looking here at the schedule, too. And I, I see them going to 10, and, and here's the two losses that I have them 10. at. I have them at 10 with that 10th game being a toss-up. Because yeah, I, I got them losing at Florida, and only because it's at Florida. Like, if they, if they end up winning that game, then it's an 11-win season, in my opinion. That'll be but a game, though. It, that'll, be a, that, that'll be the game, that, and I've got them – Losing to Georgia, of course. Georgia is playing at Kentucky, but 
that's just you know that's because Georgia's probably going to be ranked number one when they're coming in. Mm-hmm. But my they first off they play Miami Ohio, which I'm going to go to that game. So uh, hopefully we'll see if they get a good start. Um, now they end up playing like Florida Youngstown Ohio Northern that should be wins easily. And then you know at Mississippi against Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. I don't know what's up with that guy, but. I definitely the, the Gamecocks ain't winning that game for sure. Right. Uh, I, I look at yeah. the Ole Miss, Kentucky at Ole Miss, and Lane Kiffin, and I think that's a dangerous game for them. It's a very dangerous yeah. game. You're, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're looking – so, you, you know, you're looking at a Miami-Ohio game. That's what a win. You, what do you guys that's got? The, that's, that's the game. That Mississippi game is the one that I said was going to be the toss-up game. Yeah. All right. win. They, oh, Kentucky all right. will win Miami-Ohio. Uh, yeah. They should yeah, exactly. beat – they should they beat Florida. Be well, no, they should beat Florida, to be honest with you. Florida's not the same Florida that we've known in the past, but it's at Florida. Right, it's at it's the at swamp. Yeah. Uh, if Kentucky loses that game, they're not getting the 10 wins, I don't think. Um, so, Yeah, their they're, they're 10-win game, in my opinion, also, it's going to base off the Florida game, and it's going to base off the Ole Miss game. Um, I've got them losing four games. Uh, I just don't see them getting to 10 this year. Let's see. Uh, yeah, let's see. Win – uh, what are their What are their possible losses? Florida, maybe Ole Miss. Florida, uh, Ole Miss, and Georgia. That's my three. At Tennessee, I got them beating Tennessee. Tennessee's trash. Really? I see. I've got I've got that environment. I've got them. Uh, I've got Will Levis having a little too much mayonnaise in his coffee that morning. So I think it's going to be. Uh, uh, they're going to lose at Florida. Hey, they're they're going to lose. Tennessee's at, quarterback is 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 a is last name start rhymes with a dancer, bro. Like. It it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. It, Kentucky loves to play to their competition, and if they're playing if they're playing trash competition, they're going to play trash. If they're playing Georgia, they're, they're going to go down to the wire with them for some reason. That is Kentucky's mo. They suck when they don't have to suck, and then they are great when they don't you know, when they're not expected to be. Now listen, the two big or there's the three biggest pieces from Louisville fo- or I'm sorry, Kentucky football last year is simple: Kentucky's defense, Will Levis. And Wandale Robinson. Mm-hmm. Wandale is gone. Uh, you're not going to replace him. Yes, there might be guys there that are going to help, but you do not place Wandale. I don't. You don't replace him. Um, Will Levis. Yes, he's he's bound to have a good year. But what happens if he gets hurt? Uh, you know what happens when you take away that great receiver? The one consistent we know for sure is Kentucky's defense is going to be legit, and. Uh, as long as their defense is legit, they're going to have a chance to be in a lot of games. I don't see them getting blowed out many games. I mean, Georgia's at Kentucky. I'll bet you they're probably in that game as long as, like yeah. I said, their quarterback yeah. is healthy and those type of things. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see the Louisville-Kentucky matchup at the end of the year. It's at Kentucky, and if I was a betting man, I'd probably bet that Kentucky would win. But like I've said before, these rivalries have a weird way of yeah. happening. When, and you're coming yeah. off of Georgia and uh, coming off a of Georgia game. So whether yeah. you win or lose that game. <laughs> you know, you take Lamar Jackson. And, and if we had a set here and we had to pick who the best state quarterback has been for the last 20 years, it's hard not to say Lamar Jackson would be by far the best quarterback to play at either school in the last 10, 15 years, right? I mean, yeah. who would you who would you take at Kentucky over Lamar Jackson? Mm. Right now, I would say the come the closest person that I would probably even consider would be Pookie Jones. But 
he hasn't even played in forever. No, right? but in forever, yeah. So you know, but Lamar Jackson's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know what I mean? So like, and and Kentucky beat him his last year, right? Correct. Yes. Yes. These rivalries have a way, and Louisville, and I'm trying to make this about Louisville, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they have actually, they have a better recruiting class coming in than Kentucky does. Now, yeah. now, That's now, same call, coach though, right? No, same coach. Just oh, uh, is it? I'm thinking basketball. Yeah, and so like um, these, like I said, these things have a weird way of happening. Now, across the board, Kentucky's going to talk about all these Kentucky players are getting. And stuff like that. When when Louisville was beating Kentucky, they wasn't beating them with Kentucky players. They were beating them with players from Florida and mm-hmm. every, everywhere else. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Kentucky has elite football players. Yeah. But uh, a lot that's, of studs come from other states. You know. Yeah. So, that's what I was, that's what I was about to say is is like like in the past few years, like a lot of the best recruits coming out of Kentucky wasn't going to Kentucky. Yeah. And now you're starting to see them like the Dane Keys. Like I, I'm gonna be honest with you, like Dane Key is gonna be a is gonna be a player that's gonna be really good to watch because I've seen him play twice and he has been explosive. He could be a Wandale Robinson type of player as a freshman. But then again, that's a big statement, you know. Right. right. I know it is. <laughs> Wandale's playing in the NFL right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. So, but anyway, the uh, so what do y'all got? You got Jimmy. You got him at ten. I got him at 10. I got him at 8. 8. It's my topic, and I didn't even t- I see. I'm going to go – I'm going to say they start off 4-0. Wow. They go 4-1, 5-1, 6-1, and 7-1. and one, six and 2 7-2. Two, seven and two. Um, I'm going to have them going 8-4. and four. Is that 8-4? and four? They got 12 games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to have them losing the last two games, Georgia and Louisville. And then I'm going to have them losing to Tennessee and uh, Mississippi, Mississippi, Ole Miss. So, eight and four. Okay. Eight and four. Two eight and fours and Jimmy the Optimist UK fan. Yeah. But now, and Jim, we don't have Coach Stoops look to listen to this podcast. No, no. But I'm going to tell you, that's just me being – I mean, that's – I mean, I'm not trying to be a hater. I just – it is what it is. But their defense is elite. Um, if they're ten or eleven win team, you're talking about if they're if they're, I mean if they're a ten or eleven team, you're going into the the, the Georgia game conversation. Yeah, yes, you're going you're, you're, into like that like national tournament conversation. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you beat Georgia, you're you're playing. You might be in the final four at that point. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. that's and that's and, crazy and, thing. And the attention that Will Levis is already bringing to the program. I mean, they're looking at him as a top five quarterback coming into this year. So UK's already got the the academy or however the heck their system works about picking these top four top eight teams. They've already got the uh, eyes on them. So as long as they can execute and and, and stick to the plan, they're going to have a, an insane season. But you know, I just it's rooting for UK is like rooting for you know the the chef to get your steak right at the at the uh, at the steakhouse. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> medium yeah, rare, I, yeah. baby, medium rare. But anyway, so hey guys, it's a it's been a fun segment. Um, yep. Just kind of other than my technical difficulties as usual. <laughs> Every time a show drops, the first thing I text Jimmy is like, "We gotta get that fixed. Gotta get that fixed." Hey, but anyway, but it's been good so far. We can edit this. We can edit it out. 
Hey, this is a this is a good show we got lined up for you. Stay tuned. We got Coach Stonebreaker and uh, uh, Justin, Justin Heisel, Heisel, quarterback from East Jessman Jaguars. Uh, Jaguars coming up uh, really, really, really soon. So, hey, you guys are listening to the uh, South Central Sports Podcast. Later. What's up, guys? This is Cole Kenny G with the South Central Sports Podcast. And I want to take a minute and I want to say one thing. Just one thing. Grippos is the bomb. That's right. Grippos, the snack of the 12th region champions. We'd like to thank our good buddy, Chris Hazlett, the Grippos man, the local Grippos man. And uh, if, if you're going in the store, and you want a snack, go grab the Grippos. Chris Hazlett says, go all 12th region sports and athletes. Grippos, the snack of champions. All right, guys, welcome back. We are now joined by Casey County head football coach, Steve Stonebreaker. Coach, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well tonight. How about you? Doing pretty good. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, me and Kenny and uh, Lee have been talking about the last couple of weeks in the episode. We're trying to we're trying to pre preview every team in our 12th region area. So our last week's episode, we previewed Pulaski County, and this year this week is going to be you in Casey County. So, uh, so coach, tell us a little bit about Casey County. I know something unique about Casey County that I always love is every time I go down there, I find myself eating at the bread of life. <laughs> so what's a little bit unique about Casey County? Well, hey, it's a, it's a spread out place. It's one of the larger counties geographically by land size in the state. Um, but the bread of life is something that Casey County is certainly known for. Really good food, really good uh, lunch, dinner buffets, breakfast buffet on Saturday morning. So uh, that that's certainly something there. But a lot of great people here in Casey County. And, of course, this is my second stint as head okay. football coach here at Casey. And that was part of the reason for me returning to Casey County was just the, the great people that are in this community. Okay. So you were at Casey County before? I was. This was my first head coaching job back in okay. 1999. And at that time, I was 24 years old. And in this day and time, that, that makes <laughs> like much. I mean, we've got all kinds of head coaches in the 20s. At that time, I was the only head coach in Kentucky under the age of 30. So it was a big deal. Wow. I'm 31, so <laughs> I'm an assistant at Bull County Basketball, so it's a little bit – I'm, I'm younger. Some people think I'm like 18 or 24. I'm like, no, I'm 31. <laughs> yep. So uh, when we, we – we took the reins last week, and we got the we got the call from Trevor, who used to run our 12th region sports account. He he out of, out of the blue just turned everything over to us. So when we, when we merged onto this, uh, our Kenny, my co-host, actually got the reins of the Snapchat feed. So, one thing I can tell you about Casey County and Snapchat feeds, your boys out in Casey County, they're really fired up about this upcoming season. So, like, tell us a little bit about what the, what the schedule looks like for you guys and who you got returning and so what. Okay. Well, um, schedule-wise, I mean, we're playing probably the toughest schedule in school history. There, there's mm-hmm. nobody on this schedule that Casey County historically has a winning record against. So, we're going to open up in the Fort Bank Bowl in Campbellsville against Rockcastle County, local mm-hmm. school. And uh, we haven't beaten Rockcastle County since 1975 and Mm. haven't played them every year, but there's about, I I can't remember the exact number, but it's around 12 losses in their time span. Uh, Then week two, we'll go over to Danville in their bowl game and and the Whitaker Bank Bowl. 
and play Lincoln County. So another local school yeah. there. And of course we were 0 16 against Lincoln County until I returned in 2016. And we were able to beat them 49, 42 over there that year. Uh, week yeah. three, we'll come back home and uh, we'll play LaRue County. And one cool thing uh, <laughs> about this season for us is this is our 50th anniversary of, of football at Casey County. Oh, County. nice. So, you know, we've got a social media campaign right now. I'm doing a countdown on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, countdown to kickoff where we're highlighting former players, coaches, uh, big moments, school records, those kind of things on each day as it counts down. Uh, then we're also, uh, we started a new countdown today running concurrently. That's uh, from my time here, the top 20 wins uh, that I've had. And uh, we're inviting, you know, past players, coaches, everybody back this year to be recognized. And that'll be okay. one of the games that we do that. But LaRue's a team we've never beaten. They've knocked us out of the playoffs multiple times and beat us many other occasions. But uh, we've got them week three, and then weeks four and five, we've got Russell and Adair, which are big rivals here, and okay. start out uh, district play for us. And, and then uh, Taylor County, of course, Taylor County's loaded. They've got three Division One players that are <laughs> yeah. talented. Uh, as, far, you know, as far as having talented players, they'll be more talented than probably anybody we see. Uh, then we got Wayne County right after them, who's got a Division One quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hart County probably got their best team in school history. Uh, so we'll play them week eight, and then we'll go to Glasgow and finish out going to Estill. Well, man, that's – I know I was sitting there talking on last week's episode. Uh, some of your guys will probably have to listen to episode seven when we release it. And uh, talking a little bit about the question popped would be is, is, is do we think Casey County will, will overachieve this year at one of them? And I got to admit, I, I was sitting there saying, I don't know much about football, but I was kind of being on the hype part of the train and saying, well, we'll find out how good Casey County is going to be in the next, the first two weeks of their season when they, they travel to Danville to play in their bowl and then Lincoln County in their bowl. Uh, but you actually returned a, a really key piece to your offense and Ethan Willoughby. So, uh, but I know you also lose uh, Elijah Pittman, who was a, was a stud. So what, can we expect to see coming up this season? And who do you expect to make a big leap? Well, I tell you what, we've got nine of 11 starters back on offense. So we've, we've got a good deal of those guys back. And it's it's been really good this preseason because, of course, you know, they're just able to jump in and rock and roll uh, because, mm-hmm. we, you know, they, they know the scheme very well and side adjustments and those kind of things that you got to know. So um, the running back position will be different. We've lost our running back and we lost our tight end. Those are the two positions that we lost from last year. And the running back position will just look different because Elijah Pittman was a hammer type of runner. And we're going to have a couple kids that, you know, are going to have probably a little bit better ball skills than he had. And um, mm-hmm. one of them is going to be a quicker kid. And, and it'll be it'll it'll really be two guys that will be sharing that running back role. Um, and they're, they're guys that start on our defense and they'll rotate at running back with each other. Um, so it'll just be a different type of thing we ask from our running backs this year. We're going to do some different things because we don't have that guy back there that that squats 600 pounds like Elijah Pittman did. <laughs> uh, we've got all of our offensive line back. Uh, so that's been something that's been key for us uh, this okay. preseason. You know, whenever you've got that back, uh, three of our, our starting receivers return. So we, we've got we've got some pieces back on offense and really excited there. It's, it's good to return a quarterback like Ethan Willoughby. Uh, because this will be his third year as a starter for us. So uh, you know, right. he, he's really gotten to where he understands what he has to do in the offense to to make plays himself and then ultimately to set other guys up for making plays. Gotcha. So, Coach, talk to us, talk to us a little bit about yourself, because I know one of the main reasons why is me and some of the other guys have started this podcast and to uh, actually the whole 
the whole part of the 12th region we're looking for is basically trying to build that relationship, you know, from between fans, parents, coaches, um, you know, and even players. Like, because I know a lot of times as fans, like, they only get to see the coach on the field on a Friday night or the player on the field at a Friday night. Um, and sometimes we, they don't get to see that personality or, you know, just them as a person. So talk to us a little bit about you and like what's your, you know, coaching background and what's your playing background and what's a little bit that you can tell the listeners about you. Well, I played at Warren Central High School and and uh, played there in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, I was very fortunate to be a part of the program at that time under Coach Joe Hood, who mm-hmm. HSA Hall of Fame coach and uh, I was actually the one who nominated him for the Hall of Fame, but we okay. had terrific talent coming through there. And we were really a national program before it was cool to be a national program. We played <laughs> Montgomery Bell Academy out of Nashville. We played Evansville Memorial. I tell the story all the time. My senior year, you know, it, there's only one team <laughs> each year that can open up against the defending national champions. And my senior year, uh, we played Indianapolis Ben Davis the first game of the year. They were the defending national champions. So, you know, okay. we that type of program. Um, you know, we played in two big school state championship games when I was there and unfortunately lost to Trinity both times, but um, just had, a, had had an experience there playing high school football for a premier program that was uh, that that was something very special. Uh, played college football at Union College uh, for a guy named Matt Ballard, who was a very innovative mm-hmm. guy at that time and one of the first guys really uh, using a four receiver offense and that kind of thing. So that was a whole lot of fun and a great learning experience for me. And uh, then I, I started coaching uh, back around Bowling Green, uh, Warren East, and then Franklin Simpson, um, mm-hmm. Greenwood for one year. So I had in all four years there before I became a head coach, like I said, uh, at, a, at a very, very young age here. And stayed here for two years. Then I was head coach at Garrett for seven, mm-hmm. uh, assistant at Center College for two. Uh, then I was head coach at Woodford and then Louisville Jefferson Town uh, before ultimately coming back here to Casey County in 2016. So you were about every part of the state pretty much Man, at I, some point. Between my playing and coaching days, I've been just about everywhere except northern Kentucky. That's right. But I think that's good because you get to see every part of the state. I think every part of the state has a little different – has a little different vibe and a little bit of different way that they play things, you know, in, in different society and different ways. So it's good to see that part of it. Uh, well, the last part, Coach, I want to do this, and, and – Forgive me for this because Kenny usually is does this part, and it's actually a lot more funner and a lot more interesting when he does it. So we actually go, we actually highlight our athletes sometimes on the podcast. So we we do a segment where we want to try to get all the team highlights. Uh, I know last week, but again, like I said, it was Pulaski County, and this week is going to be you guys at Casey County. So we actually do the same thing with a highlight player of the week, also who is could be is a different person from another school. So we do random questions, and it's it's kind of an off-the-wall type of thing to where you just off the blue, you just got to say it off the top of your head. And I actually came up with this like 10 minutes ago because Kenny texted me 15 minutes before this segment said, hey, man, I can't do it. Can you do it real quick? So I'm just going to go off the wall and jump, so forgive me, okay? Okay. So random question number one, Coach, do you like do you drink coffee? I do not, no. Well, that just skips the same question. I was going to ask if you do cream or sugar on that. I, I'm a coffee drinker, guys. So, okay. and actually, I'm drinking an iced coffee at the moment while we're doing this interview. But okay, uh, what's your favorite fast food restaurant? Um, I don't really eat fast food. I actually only drink water, but I, I, I don't really eat fast food. But I will eat at Chipotle. So they're kind of a Mexican fast food. So it'll probably be Chipotle. Okay, Chipotle is a little different. I wouldn't expect Chipotle. All right, one last question to do here. Someone traps you and your team in a room. There's only one way to get out of this room. 
but the only way you can that you can be given given out of this room is to get a key, get a golden card from American Idol. Okay, so if you had to choose one person from your football team to go on American Idol to try to compete for that card, who's the best singer? From this current team, it'll probably be Gunner Floyd if you can rap. Okay, Mr. Wide Receiver. <laughs> we'll let him do it, yeah. Mr. Wide Receiver, what, 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 kind, what song is he going to do? Hip-hop? He's going to do country? No, I, I'm going to have him do some Jack Harlow rap. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's Jack what Harlow doing. rap. Okay, I hear him. I have to get Gunner Floyd. He's going to have to be one of our next athletes to get on here. I'm going to I'm gonna have to see him do that. There you go. He would enjoy it. Hey, Coach, man, I know this was a short interview, but, man, we we're trying to get as much coaches on as we can So uh, for the next couple weeks. I know you guys are about to start football the next couple of weeks, so we're trying to get everybody on. So, man, I appreciate you coming on doing this 15-minute segment here. Just let the listeners get a chance to know you. And, you know, I plan it myself as I plan to get down to see every one of our teams at least one game, you know, during this football season because I know uh, during football season I'm, it's my downtime, so I don't do much during open gyms for basketball, so I'm able to get out and, and go see things. So I'll be in touch with you, and we'll get down there to see you guys play. Yeah, we'll welcome you down. All right, Coach, man, I appreciate you coming on, and you've been listening to this episode of the South Central Sports Podcast. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Brought to you by Sebo Heating and Air, serving Central Kentucky and the 12th region since 2008. We are family-owned, operated right here in the heart of the 12th region. He offers service, system replacements, and preventative maintenance. So give him a call at 859-304-3121 or 859-304-1555 for all your heating and air needs. And Sebo says, as always, go Patriots. It's showtime, boys. Let's get it. All right, guys, you're listening to the South Central Sports Podcast. This is Kenny G along with Jimmy Clarkston. And uh, we are now joined by the head football coach of the Southwestern Warriors, Coach Foley. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Uh, doing really well. Just uh, trying to get these guys ready for the season and <laughs> – We've been working he just got out of practice. He just yeah. got out of practice, Kenny. <laughs> just just got out of practice uh, just a little while ago, and just enjoying it, getting ready for the season. Well, Coach, I know how it is because I, I like I was telling you in the uh, just a few minutes ago that uh, I just got off work. I, I've got a blood clot in my leg, and I worked a fourteen hour shift today, and I, I, not because I wanted to, but uh, um, I guess we got to do what we got to do, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Sounds like you've got got some things going on. Wish you the best there. Oh, but, thank you, sir. I'm tougher than woodpecker lips, though, so we'll be all right. <laughs> no, Coach, and I'll tell you, Coach, how this kind of happened. And, and we've been wanting to interview as many coaches that we could, as we could. And a good friend of mine, I watched him grow up a little bit, is Levi Rogers. Absolutely. Uh, watched him play at Lincoln County. And, uh, I, I, you know, apparently calling people and leaving them messages is not the way to go anymore. Because I called him, and I left him a message. And then, like, five days later, he's like, oh, man, I didn't know you left me a message. So, <laughs> and then he got you, got, uh, we got your number and stuff. I guess I'm going to have to start sending text messages and Snapchats. <laughs> you know, I yeah. guess that's the way to go, isn't it? I tell you what, I'm I'm bad. I'm, I do the same. You know, I tell, I even tell my parents and, and players, you know, if there's something important, hey, just shoot me a text because it may be a week before I, I check my voicemail. So, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's just today's uh, today and time and the coaching world, maybe. I know uh, no, you coaches are real busy and coach. Uh, I don't know. I, you've got a lot of. I'm, I'm just gonna throw. I think that you guys got a lot of ex, high expectations this year. But before we get into that, coach. 
talk to us about your football journey. Just uh, like where did it start at? Where did you play? Uh, what's your coaching career path looked at? Just tell us about Coach Foley and his career in football. Well, you know, I grew up in uh, in Russell Springs, Russell County, and uh, that's that's where I played my entire life. You know, I was a I played a lot of different sports. I played actually basketball, baseball, football, but football obviously was my first love and the thing that I ended up being the best at. But uh, played all there, all through high school, you know, played for the Lakers over there, had a great run, uh, played running back and was fortunate enough to get a scholarship and played uh, college football at Campbellsville University. Uh, Ron Finley actually recruited me, the late uh, Ron Finley uh, that started their program over there. And uh, when I first got there, he left. And my first two years at Campbellsville, I actually played for a guy named Mark Peach, who is at, mm-hmm. currently at Danville right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and then he left, and I played for another coach, uh, Jim Deaton, my last two years. But I played all four years at Campbellsville University. Uh, had a great experience there. Met a lot of lifelong friends and things like that. So I go into education. I knew I wanted to be a coach and a teacher, and uh, got a job. I was on vacation. Uh, I was getting ready to to graduate. Actually, uh, when I was about 22 years old, and back this had been back in 2007, I guess. And uh, got a call from Pulaski County School System, and uh, it was a job at Northern Middle School. Mm-hmm. And end up, a long story short, I, I go there. I become a PE teacher. Uh, I coached basketball and football there for a long time and actually was the head middle school coach for seven seasons uh, at Northern Middle. So I was the feeder for Pulaski County High School yeah, okay. there for, for a long time. And we had a good run. We won four middle school state championships and, uh, you know, had a good good thing going. Had a lot of fun there, a lot of, a lot of great players uh, that, you know, definitely uh, won't forget. And then that kind of led me into the high school ranks. I knew at that point I was ready to – to try to get to the high school level. I actually worked a lot with the Pulaski County staff, and I coached uh, at Russell County one year during that span, uh, not not my seven years as a head coach, but one other year at Russell mm-hmm. County under uh, uh, Bill Sharp. And so uh, a few jobs opened up. I interviewed a couple of them, ended up taking the Taylor County High School job. That would have been in 2017. And I actually followed Dudley Hilton, which was, you know, legendary, but uh, Dudley. And uh, we went in there the first year, went seven and three, and I kind of got my culture going the second year. And uh, we had, I think it was the best season in school history there. We went 12 and two, won the region, uh, won the district, and that was the first time that had ever been done. And uh, really enjoyed my time at, at, at Taylor County in Camelsville there. But uh, Southwestern opened up, mm-hmm. and it was just like, a, like home for me in Somerset because I grew up uh, right on the Pulaski County line. And I had a lot of friends from just being in Pulaski County those 10 years uh, in education and coaching prior to going to Taylor County. And so I took the Southwestern job, and I guess the rest is history. You know, we've been rolling here. This will be my fourth year, and uh, things have been going well and, and couldn't ask for anything better. Cool, Coach. Now, I will tell you, I got to watch you play one game last year. And uh, <laughs> and you guys <laughs> play old school, like old school football, like run, 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 run. <laughs> Pass. Yeah. Run, 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 run. <laughs> but, but the, I mean, you guys had a tank in the backfield last year. Like, like I'm 38, 242, whatever you want to say. And there's no way I would stand in front of that kid. I, there's right. no way. Hey, they got two name, of them. Jimmy? They got two of them. They got Gideon Bernard. Is that right? Is that how you say G- his name, Coach? G- Brainerd. Gideon Brainerd, Brainerd was his name. Yep. And, and you got Tanner Wright also this year coming back, also, Will, right? That's correct. So, yeah, last that kid year, was a tank. 
Yeah, and you know, you make a good point there. And we like to, we like to, you know, we're happy that we did lead the state in rushing the past two seasons. That's in five A. We we were the leading rushing team in in five A. But I always tell people, you know, I I've always kind of designed my offense around the players that I've got. And mm-hmm. you know, if you go back and look at my Northern Middle School days, or even Taylor County. I actually was spread, and, and we did a lot of, you know, two-by-two, three-by-one. We was pretty wide open, but I kind of had those players. And here at Southwestern, I just hadn't had a quarterback that was had any varsity experience, and we had really good stable running backs. Uh, last year, you know, we had Brainerd, you mentioned Tanner Wright. We had Connor Crisp, um, Christian Walden, and Dylan Bland. They all five could have started mm-hmm. on a lot of football teams. And so we just felt like, you know, we kind of played our strength, and I felt like it worked out pretty well for us. Now, Coach, um, is this the first year that you're going to be playing on the new turf, or have you all had turf turf in the past? It is. It's the first time. That, so our our field is completed. Um, we're actually re- waiting right now on the track to be completed, but we anticipate that being done prior to the first game. So we should be good to go on the 26th here at home. Um, it's first, you know, but it's, we've never had turf, so this will be a new experience for us. Um, we're excited about that. You know, mm-hmm. and I think not just in season, even off season, just be able to get out there on it in the off season, work agility and speed and, and do things. And, you know, in today's world, everybody's got turf. So you're kind of at a disadvantage if you don't have it really. And, uh, every, you know, everywhere we played last year, 80% of our schedule had turf. So we're excited about that. And we're definitely appreciative of our uh, board and, uh, you know, administration for helping us get that done. And we're definitely going to put it to use. That so was, do a- you guys, do you Go guys ahead. have an off week coach? On the, uh, the 19th of August, the first week, opening week? Yeah, we play – no, our first – are you saying that that's our first game we play? Okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're not off that. We play Madison Southern on the road. Okay, um, okay, I got you. And then we come back home that second week. And our our off week is actually week four this year. So. Okay. All right, Coach, you know, uh, going through the schedule and stuff, you know, talk to us a little bit about your schedule this year. Talk a little bit about the expectations. Um well, what type of year are you guys looking to have? What what goals do you set for your team? Or, do you know, just talk to us about the team you have this year. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we play a really good, tough, difficult schedule. You know, there's a lot of – we play a lot of six, two or three 6A opponents. Um, you know, our district is always tough when you think about um, Pulaski County. Uh, North Laurel mm-hmm. is getting a lot of uh, preseason, you know, recognition. And then you've got Whitley and South Laurel that's also in there. Uh, we play the likes of Madison Central. Um, we play Simon Kenton on the road, another 6A school. So we definitely have a good challenge in schedule, and that's what you want. You know, you want to be battle-tested uh, heading into the playoffs and things. And so uh, that's going to be a challenge every game. You know, we start off with Mass and Southern, and that, that's a unique situation there. Uh, my former defensive coordinator is actually the head coach there. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's, I, I joke with him, you know, he's he's got to scout me for, for five years, I guess, you know, in practice and things. and. He does have a really good understanding of our kids, and, um, you know, he does a great job and definitely wish him the best there. But that's always going to pose a challenge when you've been with someone that long that knows all the ins and outs of everything. But uh, as far as the team goes, yeah, I mean, we do have a lot of high expectations. But, you know, we've had high expectations the last two or three years. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know the last couple of years I think, you know, we weren't preseason picked to win our district, and we end up winning it. And I think mm-hmm. this year we are. I said, I hope it ain't a jinx, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but we're, you know, we just take one game at a time. Uh, I tell you, you know, this team that I've got, I think we've got a lot of balance, you know, when you look at, you know, offensively, we returned four of our five 
um, mm-hmm. lineman from last year. Our receiving core, uh, we return, I think, every player on a receiving core. So that's that's really uh, – and our tight ends. We, we got our starting tight end back. Receivers are back. Uh, you t- we talked about that backfield. We did lose – we lost three of those backs, but but you mentioned Tanner Rod and Christian Walden, which was our first and third leading rusher. So we've got both of mm-hmm. them back. Um, some young kids, Lucas McKee, Nathan Vanover, um, Braxton Walters, those kids you'll be hearing their name throughout the year as, as running backs too. So we're still we're still solid in the backfield. Uh, Caden Flores is another speed speed back that can play back there. So offensively, we feel good. You know our quarterback situation. Uh, Colin Burton returns. He got most of the starts last year, and he's he's slated as our one quarterback right now. Uh, Mason Hibbard's who our best athlete on the team. He'll he'll also get some reps back there at quarterback too. And then we have a kid named uh, Gavin Oliver who's here. Um, he's really battling too. So we got three quality uh, quarterbacks that we feel like if needed, you know, they all could play and win us ball games. And so that's you know we're we're feeling good about the offensive side. Um, defensively, that's where we're probably going to have to replace a few kids. I think we lost, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon Brainer, Cody Harmon, John Poe, Connor Crisp, Ezra Major. That's five kids that we lost last year off that defense. Um, but we do have some really good young kids and kids like Lucas McKee, uh, Maddox Mink's going to be playing a lot of linebacker this year. Nick Tucker, um, he's going to be on the defensive line. He'll definitely make a name for himself. Canyon Taylor, Colton Goff, uh, those guys up front. Uh, in our secondary, we return a lot of kids. You know, uh, Jonas Gallagher, J.J. Hutchinson's back, Mason Hibbert, Christian Walden. So we do have, you know, we feel like we've got the kids. We just got to put the pieces together right. and uh, get it done. Uh, Jimmy, you want to jump in here real quick? Yeah, yeah Coach. Just, uh, you know, I think the last two years, you, then when you made it to the playoffs, you ended up running into Frederick Douglass. Is that right? That's correct. I, <laughs> three years. We've done <laughs> the three last three years. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit of how, how deep Class 5A is because I know Class 5A is, has gotten to the point now to where it's up in there in the, the six and fours when it comes to the toughest regions, I think, or the districts and regions, I think. So uh, talk a little bit about what it's like with your region, your deepest in Class 5A. Well, in my opinion, you know, and, and, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like 5A, when you take the top 10 teams in each class, I just think the 5A is extremely strong, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's mm-hmm. 8 to 10 teams every year that, that could potentially win a state championship, you know, and, uh, you know, the other classes, obviously there's always good teams, but it may not be eight or 10. It may be four or five, you know, and right. I just feel like when you think about our class that we're in, of course, us, <clears throat> us and Pulaski's always made some noise. And then you take teams like Frederick Douglass, Scott County, uh, Bowling Green, you know, South Warren, um, you know, there's those, all of those King Owensboro. I mean, those guys are all in five a, and so it's a powerhouse a class, but you know we embrace that. You know, for us, mm-hmm. we've been able to get to that region game. You know, we've we've won the district three years in a row, right. and we've run into Frederick Douglass every time. And that's the change from four years ago. You know, now we go off that RPI formula, which right. changes the whole landscape of everything. There, it's not like the old old days when you actually played opponents kind of close to your region. Now it can kind of be out of Lexington or Western Kentucky or wherever. And uh, we just we just got to take one game at a time, you know. You look at the last two seasons, we've lost one game right. each season. Had we not lost that game, you know, we wouldn't have seen Frederick to the semi or the championship game. But that's right. just the way it goes. And I tell people, you got to play them at some point anyway. So, you know. Exactly. We're, we're going to have to beat them. If we're going to get over that hump, we got to knock them off at some point. So, that's kind of what we look at. All right, Jimmy, do you got another one for them? 
No, sir. I'm good to go. All right, Coach. Well, um, man, it's been a good conversation with you. We don't want to keep you too long. We know how these long days are. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm starving to death. Uh, (laughs) but um coach we appreciate you and and i I will throw this out there as as we go away here um those southwestern girls basketball they're they're putting a lot of pressure on all the other (laughs) southwestern sports are they not yeah junior molden does a great job you know he uh he's done a great job with and and steve butcher coach butcher prior to him they really got a good program going and, uh, yeah, that, those girls do an outstanding job, you know, because well, Mo and I talk a lot, you know, and he, we, uh, we got a lot of similar thoughts and think a lot of those guys and, and those girls are something for the school to be proud of. That's the, sure. uh, the funny thing was in their run to the region last year, they, uh, they listened <laughs> to our older podcast and, and, and I gave them some motivation cause I said they couldn't rebound. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> And then they rebound. And then he, after they won the region, he said, I need you to give me some – I want you to give up some motivation for the state tournament. And <laughs> yeah. So I, I said, well, you've never beat anybody better than you. And, of course, <laughs> they make a run. And, and I told him if they won a state championship that I would get a tattoo on uh, – It came a war- close. <laughs> a Warriors tattoo. Well, come to find out, Coach Moulton's, uh family owns a tattoo shop, and it almost happened. It almost <laughs> – They was – let's see – uh, best I remember, were they running up one year? I know they got the semis last year, right? Was it, yeah, semi final four, four last year. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they're knocking on that door there. So yeah, you may have to get your tattoos. <laughs> I might have to do it. But anyway, coach, we will definitely keep track of you guys. We'd love to come down and uh, maybe catch a practice one time and do some. Uh, you know, we get we got a, a media guy. Maybe catch a highlight or two for your kids or or, or whatever. But uh, we appreciate you coming on and. Uh, we uh, look forward to what you have in store for us this year and, and definitely uh, root for you guys to, to do as good as you can. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on and all the things that you do. You guys are welcome here anytime. You know, anytime you want to come, we'd be glad to have you and definitely appreciate all that you guys do and, and representing our region. We're trying, to, we're trying to cover everybody. We're trying to grow it. Uh, and, but it takes if you a, get free food, can you be there? Yeah, I'm, well. Well. Right, we can hook you up. We'll, we'll hook you up with that. My, I'm, I'm going to have to go on a diet, I guess. I don't know. I, it's, it's, my nickname used to be Skinny Kenny, and now it's not so Skinny Kenny. <laughs> well, we can, we can make sure we got you some good food waiting down here, too. So. All right, Coach. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck this season. You guys are listening to South Central Sports Podcast. See you guys. Thanks, thanks Coach. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, welcome back to this segment of the South Central Sports Podcast. You are listening to our Highlight Player of the Week segment, sponsored by our local Grippos dealer, Chris Hazlett, and Seabos Heating and Air. Seabos Heating and Air serving Central Kentucky and the 12th region since 2018. They're family-owned, operated right here in the heart of the 12th region. They offer service, system replacements, and preventative maintenance. You can give them a call at 859 304 3121 for all your heating and air needs. We are joined by East Jessman quarterback Justin Heisel. Now, did I say that right, Justin? Did I say your name right? Yes, sir, you did, Justin Heisel. Oh, okay. 
All right, but we appreciate you coming on, man. I know I reached out to you uh, early last week to get this started, and uh, we just randomly choose, since we're preseason, we just randomly choose, you know, some athletes that have stood out a little bit and got your name plot. So uh, one of your, uh, um, well, not your teammates, but one of your fellow students at East Jessman, she came on a couple weeks ago, and she sent us a message to say you're, you're a player that we need to get on. So, uh, and Haley Stansberry, she mentioned you to come on. So, uh, we just thought we'd give a little research and and get you on the show and and see what it's like. So, uh, Justin, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Doing pretty good, man. Hey, our co-host Lee will be jumping on here in just a second. So, he'll just randomly jump on and he'll just be like something random. So, so Justin, last year I went through your stats. You did 152 passes for 921 yards. You had seven touchdowns with an average of 102 yards per game. You threw about seven touchdowns, 83 rushes for 180 yards with one touchdown. So one thing I did that I did notice was is that you guys were really heavily in the run game last year. Is that yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir, we were. <laughs> and a kid like, is it Taji Jackson? Is that right? That's yeah, right? Taji Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first try I've ever gotten. I was like, I was like, oh, I can't remember how to say this. Uh, but man, like, tell us a little bit about like yourself first before we get into that. Like, tell us a little bit about you. Like, what's your background in football? How'd you get started? Stuff like that. Well, I actually came out my seventh grade year. I started out as a corner wide receiver, playing both. And I just played the B team in middle school. And then my mm-hmm. eighth grade year, we had uh, you know Bryce Chestnut over at West. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He moved over to West, so uh, and oh, he's we all at running back. <laughs> yeah, he he actually just moved, so. Uh, but anyways, uh, he moved, and then uh, they needed somebody at quarterback because he was gonna he was gonna be our quarterback. But he uh-huh. moved over to West, so uh, they just threw me in there. I feel like uh, they just trusted me, and we got things rolling. So you so you originally was you originally a wide receiver before you moved to quarterback? Yeah, I played one year at receiver. Okay, so you played one year at receiver. Okay. So, would you rather play? Would you rather play wide receiver or quarterback? Oh, definitely quarterback. <laughs> definitely quarterback. So that yeah. way you got it. You got instinct on where to throw the ball. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, like so, going back to to Taji Jackson a little bit. Um, losing a kid, using a kid like Taji Jackson is, is pretty huge, especially to a run oriented offense. And I'm a basketball coach, so just just for the record, if I say some things that's that's kind of like off the wall, you're like, what is this going? So just bear with me. I'm trying to do a little bit more research. Our other co-host, Kenny, he's actually more into a knowledgeable, but he couldn't make it tonight. But uh, losing a kid like Taji Jackson, like, what's something that we can look forward to, uh, you know, this coming season? And who's somebody that we can st- that could step up and play that role for you guys? Man, you know T.K. Braxton? He played corner for us. I heard his name, yes. He is fast. When I mean fast, like, I, I honestly don't know a kid that's faster than him. And he's been uh, getting better, like, every single day. He's been improving heavy. His hands have gotten better. And we're, we're going to be throwing the ball to everybody this year. We got Dante Parker-Morton. He has feet. He, his feet are crazy. Like, it's so hard to tackle him. And then we also got Sean Reed. And these are all three of our running backs. We got Sean okay. Reed. Uh, he's really fast, like crazy fast, too. And they're all spread out all over the field, receiver, running back. But they're all going to come in at running back at some times. And I think I'm going to be – well, I don't think. I'm going to be in the running <laughs> game a lot more this year. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit more of RPO type of stuff. Yeah, 100%. Gotcha. So I know a key returner that you guys have also have back is Jacob Breed. Is that right? Yeah, we do. 
Hey, we got we got Lee on. Lee, how you doing? You on there, bud? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm on now. So, sorry, Justin. I hate to do that. You're to good. Bro. Hey, it's all good. This makes for a good podcast, man. Uh, it, yeah, you're good recording. Re- so <laughs> you are recording. Great. Yeah, you're gonna love this podcast material because I'm in a McDonald's. So <laughs> man, well, I've already started. Y'all can go on. I'm. No, man, you're good. Uh, we were just talking a little bit about – I was asking about his uh, he key, key returners that he's got going on, Jacob Reeder. Talk a little bit about Jacob. I know he's got some numbers he put up last year. Jacob has hands, and like, <laughs> he catches almost about everything I throw up to him now. He's gotten a lot better. His speed's gotten a lot better, and he's still killer at defensive end. He's real good. So he's got – okay, so we had a we had a Maddox McKinney from McCurry Central on la, our last podcast, and uh, he said that his – if he was wanting to get the last second throw, uh, he'd want a back shoulder fade. What's your favorite? What would you prefer to throw? Oh, uh, well, we've been doing a lot of seven on seven. Uh, uh-huh. I've been bombing some posts over the top. <laughs> okay, okay. So is he, is he? He's the one that you're. He's your main target. No, actually, <laughs> our punter Isaac Johnson. He's about six three, like one eighty five. He came out. He's tried out receiver. He's actually probably one of our best receivers, best hands, one of our best route runners, and uh, y'all need to really keep an eye out on him. He's gonna he's gonna put up some stats this year. Yeah, we're trying we're trying to get out, man. Like I said, as, as Lee, as you notice, he's in a he's he's White Raven Media. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but he's got his own Twitter out. He's a, he's in a as a partner with us on this, so he's been he's going to do a lot of twelfth region athletes and going out there and trying to record a lot of games and stuff too. So yeah, Lee, man, you want yeah, to say anything? This is- on? For sure, dude. No problem, Jimmy. Uh, so I was at this prospect camp just now, and I had a, a young Colton Ralston approach me and started oh. our conversation with um, – oh, there's that loud blinker. My bad, y'all. Uh, had, he's like, I know you're a Boyle County guy. And I was like, hold up. Time out. Hold the phone. Let's get one thing straight here. White Raven Media is expanding and broadening their horizons to all the 12th region. I like. I want to keep mission-minded here and let all athletes in the 12th region, but helping out as many people as can. So, don't you pick a game and and I'll uh, I'll be out there for you. Hey, be at be at the East West game this year. Okay, East West game a, is that a hype game? Hey, yeah, 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 it is. Hey, let me tell you something. When I was a coach in the West Jasmin on on West Jasmin side. On the this is the basketball side. It was the mo. It was probably more hype than a Lincoln Boyle game. Well, I would say Woo! it's probably close because I like the sound of that. Marbles were thrown and people were escorted out of the gym. So oh, yeah, I could just imagine <laughs> marbles. Are y'all just straight shooting darts at each other? Then <laughs> I will wow. say that it's it, it's pretty. It's one of the most. It's probably one of the most. Intense rivalries in the region compared to you know Lincoln Boyle or maybe a Southwestern Pulaski. It's 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 in that range of being one of the top three uh, rivalries okay. in the region. For sure. All right, well, Jimmy, we got to write it down, man. East West game this year. We get out. Hey, we got it, man. Hey, Justin, talk a little bit about Coach Bowling. Like, what what's it like playing for him, and what you know what about what about him stands out? Man, uh, he kind of just took me in. He's been coaching me up. He kind of just gave me the whole range to the offense. To be honest, it was just like. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it all on you. You just got to go out there and make plays for me. So I really appreciate him for doing that for me. He's also been getting my name out there a little bit more, talking about me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's been doing great. So are you a junior? No, I'm going to my sophomore year. You're going to your sophomore, sophomore year? Okay, year. so that's right. You, are, you, you a co- are you a COVID extra year? Yeah, I am. 
Okay, oh, okay. Dude. There's a <laughs> there's a lot of those as big, but it's okay though. Hey, yeah. you know, your opportunities you got. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking about that, you know, it's football. You know, every almost every sport was impacted over this over the past couple of years. But what is it? What are you most looking forward to with football this year? Because I know since last year, everything started dying down a little bit about um, you know ticket sales and like how many people could be at games and, and stuff like that. So I think this year everything pretty much is going to be wide open. What are you looking forward to, like, this coming year about being back to normal? Uh, I'm looking forward to the atmosphere. I miss that a lot. Like, yeah. I feel like, heck, our middle school games were a little bit more packed than our <laughs> high school ones the past few years just because we didn't have the COVID around that time. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to the atmosphere being a little bit different. Okay. Well, you got anything what? before I get to yeah, our random yeah. question? Yeah, <laughs> no. so um, – uh, well, so in in like hindsight of me coming in and um, jumping in late, feeding my fat butt with some McDonald's. <laughs> my curious my curious question is like game day traditions, man. Do you have any like something you got to eat before every game or a song that hypes you up? Like, is there a go to habit that like you peanut got? Butter. Peanut yeah, butter. <laughs> is it peanut I'm butter? Did you already say it? No, he didn't say it. I got my game day playlist. That's about it for me, really. Oh, let, let's What's hear on? what <laughs> top three songs right now. Top three songs, you know, Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. That's a good one. Keep it PG. Keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I got to throw some country in there. I don't know what, but it's all on there. I got everything. So I, I see you as a Megan the Stallion, dude. Do you bump some mm. Megan the Stallion? <laughs> no, sir. <sorry. laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm playing, bro. I'm playing. Uh, Jimmy, you can hit it with the random now. No, man. That, that's pretty funny. I wasn't thinking about that one. So so you got a little bit of country. You got a little bit of hip-hop. You got a bit of jazz up in there, too? Uh, No, not jazz. That's a little too far for me. But... Yeah. Okay. I don't blame you. I don't think you can get hyped to some Mozart right before. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, you never know, though. Some, some yeah, people have yeah. routines. That's true. That's true. <laughs> So, all right, Justin, we're going to throw in this little random question here. So this is going to be off-the-wall topics. It may be corny. It may be whatever it is. But if you answer it, answer it the best way you can. You got me? Yes, sir. All right. You like Grippos? Yeah, I love them. What's your favorite Grippos? Just the original. The original Grippos. All right, Chris Hazlett. All right, Chris Hazlett, you got to hook Justin up. Are you on TikTok? Yeah, I am. Do 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 you post on there a lot? I got a few posts. Okay. Throw out your Good handle. Deal. Throw out your handle, Justin. Uh, yeah, throw out your handle. Justin Heisel ten. Okay. Okay. Uh, Keep it simple. All right. So here's what here's I want you I want you to do us a favor, okay? All right. All right. Do you do you do you know that little that challenge that that uh uh oh man I can't even think of it now um where everybody's got like something they're standing under and it's like everybody's got the lights beaming and the lights are off. Oh, I actually made that with uh I don't have it posted on my account, but I can send you it. Okay. Yeah. You send send it to you can send it to us. All right. But here's what I, here I want you to do. I want you to do me a favor, though. I want you to either remake one of those or I want you to repost it. I want you to go follow on TikTok at Poor Man Official. All right. That's our that's our other co-host, Kenny Gooden. He's on TikTok. He does TikTok videos a lot. And I want you to challenge him to one of those to one of those uh, contests. All right. Got it. Gotcha. All right. You can send it to me, and then I can tag you on it, and then we'll put it on Twitter, and then I'll I'll, I'll dish the challenge out. How do you think, Lee? You think you think Kenny be up for that? Oh yeah, I think he would. I think he's gonna get cream. Justin looks like he knows what he's doing with this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Reese's Pieces or Mr. Goodbar? Uh, Reese's Pieces. Okay, I like. All right, all right. You become my new favorite now. Reese's Pieces, but I was gonna choose. 
All right, here's your last question, Justin, for you. You're at the five-yard line. You're down by three. There's about six seconds left on the clock. You only got one play left, and there's no timeouts. Coach Bowling gives you the okay to make the game, game play call. He says the ball. The ball is in your corner. You take it on. You call what you want to call. You going to go for the win, or you going to go to kick it? No, I'm going for the win. I'm a power. Let's go, Justin. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> I'm my running back lead blocking, and I'm running that thing in. That's play you right. Who you, who you giving the ball to? Are you giving the ball up, or are you going to throw it? No, nah, I'm not giving the ball up. I'm taking it. No. We're going to run it. over some West Jessamine <laughs> people on the way to the end zone. Get that TD, Jay. He's going to be Will Levis. Yeah, I don't know about that. You don't even your coffee, do you? Like you don't <laughs> no, go that far, bro. That yeah, he's a different. <laughs> Stay right, unique, man. Justin, hey. but not different. All right, all right, Justin, man, we appreciate you, man, coming on. This has been fun. Uh, you know, this is going to be episode eight when it comes out, so I'll make sure we send you the link. And uh, we appreciate you coming on, man. Lee, you got anything else to say? No, nah, bro. We'll see you at that show out, dude. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. I'll, I'll we'll, do my show for y'all. We'll That's tag it on there. We'll, we'll let you know where we're going to be on there, and Lee's going to make sure to get you right into the touch, game-winning touchdown pass. All right. I yeah, got boy. you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys, for, for joining me. us. And we'll be, you're listening to the South Central Sports Podcast. Yes, sir. White Raven Media is a proud sponsor of the South Central Sports Podcast and all 12th Region Sports. Last year, I was blessed and honored to work with some amazing talent, but that was only the beginning. Now, it's time to put the focus on you. I want your stories of success, your stories of failure, and most importantly, the hard work recognized for the sacrifices that you guys have made to get to where you're at. Just DM me on Facebook, IG, or Twitter if you want to get your hard work the recognition it deserves. On Facebook and Instagram, you can find me at, at the White Raven Media, and on Twitter, it's just at White Raven Media. Thank you so much, and let's get your story the focus it deserves. Thank you, and God bless. I love music and stress about it. My city hauling, I'm coaching.